rich people are greedy. How do you actually know for sure that this is true? Are there exceptions? Can you choose to be the exception? Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. It is 2023. Happy New Year and welcome to all the beautiful possibilities and opportunities that await you for this year. I think a lot of us kick off the new year with this excitement and this newfound energy to make change. And oftentimes we find we repeat the same cycle. We start something, we stop, we start something, we stop. And it's this repetitiveness of self-sabotage and constantly getting stuck. So even though many people are probably kicking off this year with all types of goal setting and achieving all these lofty goals and money goals and all of the things, I think it's really important that we actually take like 10 steps back and we really talk about our subconscious mind and how we can actually reprogram our belief system because this is what keeps us stuck. You want more love in your life. You want confidence. You want more money. You want a successful business. You want to lose weight. Whatever that is, we have these amazing and good intentions to move forward on these things, but yet we keep getting stuck. And I think it's really important to understand why we keep getting stuck. What the F is going on with us? And how can we reprogram our minds to attract more of what we want in our life. Money is often a big one for people, obviously, at any time of year, but especially as we kick off a new year, I feel like the two biggest things is like health and then finances, right? So especially if you're an entrepreneur and in your business, you have like big goals that you want to hit and more money that you want to bring into your life. And typically on the health side, it's like finally making yourself a priority and losing weight and whatever that might look like for you. Um, But typically we know January is always like the weight loss month, right? And so it's really important to understand how we really attract things into our lives. And we're going to talk about subconscious beliefs today, the subconscious mind, just our overall belief system. We're going to talk about self-worth. We're going to talk about self-responsibility And we're going to learn a lot today. And it might be a little overwhelming, but I'm really excited for it because I think it's a really amazing opportunity at this time of year to get our mindset right so that we can attract more of the right things and so that we can really understand why it is we're not getting to the goals that we want to get to and why it feels like we're constantly pushing this boulder up a hill and we're in this start and stop cycle because there's a lot of deeper things going on there. So let's talk about how we actually attract things in our lives. 
And there's numerous ways that we do this. Number one, through our subconscious beliefs. So the subconscious beliefs is essentially the structure of your belief system that you grew up with. Then there is also expansion, what you have shown your subconscious mind to be possible. And then there is also self-worth, how worthy and deserving we actually feel. So we all have a story. We all have a health story, a money story, whatever that is. You know, when I think about my money story, for example, I think about what I grew up with and I had my mom, very conservative, and my dad, who's the spender. And there was always this conflict that I had to battle because I was always taught to save your money, go to school, get a good job, work in a bank or work with computers, don't take risks. My parents, they provided so much for me and my brother and, you know, thank God for all that they did. And I'm so grateful for it all because I obviously wouldn't be where I am today without their support. But at the same time, they weren't risk takers. They weren't entrepreneurs. They constantly were drilling into my head about saving money and that that was really the only way to get ahead. So there was this conflict that I was always battling growing up and especially as I wanted to take these risks in business and do my own thing and expand out on my own. That was really hard because there was so much internal conflict that I had to deal with. And so many of you have may, may have heard the story where I basically started my business with $4,000 in my bank account. And well, that's a really risky move, something that my parents fully didn't understand. And even to this day, I don't even think my parents truly understand what I do. And even to this day, of course, they always mean well, but there's still this conversation that I always hear from them. And it's the same sort of conversation and questions that they always ask me over and over again is like, you know, are you okay? Are you making money? And like, that's always the, um, if, as long as I'm making money, then that means everything is okay. Right. But there was nothing deeper of like, are you happy? Are you passionate about what you're doing? Like, are you taking time for yourself? That was never brought in, you know, brought into the conversation. And again, they, you know, they mean well, but that was also their mentality and their thinking about like, you have to work really hard and you just have to collect your paycheck. And as long as the money is coming in, then you're okay. So I really had to break out of that mold. And I think many of us have to break out of a mold that we were brought up in. And I had to create something new for myself. So specifically when it comes to money, I think often what we, we ask ourselves is, why can't I make the kind of money that I want? But rather, we need to flip this and we really need to start asking ourselves, how can I expect to make this kind of money I want with the current mentality that I have? If we are in scarcity mentality, how can we expect to make the kind of money that we want? Or on you know the weight loss side, how can I expect to lose weight when I am constantly putting myself down, constantly shaming myself. You know, there's so many things to dig in deeper there. So of course, it's going to be so much harder to achieve what we want when we are stuck essentially in scarcity mentality. So it's really important to understand that you were born with this beautiful source of light and love and happiness and kindness and joy and generosity 
creativity, abundance, like that was already ours when we were born. However, between the ages of zero to six, there's a lot going on in our worlds. So specifically between the ages of zero to two, our brain is running on delta waves. So you actually have no way to edit what's even going on around you in your life and in your environment. And then between the ages of two to six, we enter this theta state. And this is a slower wave state. It's like you've been hypnotized and you really can't filter anything during these years. So essentially from zero to six, you took on the limiting beliefs of those around you. You grew up with a set of beliefs that were not yours and weren't even true. When was the last time you actually questioned this? When is the last time you actually sat down and said to yourself, why do I believe losing weight is so hard? Why do I believe that I can't get the job that I want, have the income that I want, hit this money goal that I want? Why do I even believe this stuff? Have you started to question this and dug in deeper and really start to recognize whether these are truly your beliefs or something that you were brought up with. And this is actually how we get disconnected from our power. This is how we start to feel super insecure, lack self-esteem, confidence. We become super fearful and we stay in our comfort zone. So it's really important to start asking yourself these questions and to really recognize that the structure of your beliefs is due to everything that you witnessed, you felt, you've experienced in your life. It's what you've heard in your life. It's every relationship you've been in, what the media is telling you. It's parental modeling. It's peer modeling. It's all of it. So I think it's really important for us to actually find expanders in our lives so going back to how we actually attract things into our lives, I mentioned self-worth, I mentioned our subconscious beliefs, and I also mentioned expansion. So finding expanders, what this actually means is, is there an author, a speaker, a writer, a practitioner, an actor, somebody that you really admire? Because those we admire in our daily lives, we are actually recognizing aspects of ourselves that we have not yet integrated into our own life and our own being. And so this is why it's so important to find people and expanders in your field. So if you know you want to have, I use this as an example, a health coaching business and an online business and you want to coach clients, it's really one of the reasons why I've attracted so many amazing practitioners and coaches into our Align and Lead Business Mentorship Program because those students have seen what I've built, what I've done, how I've created it. They really align with it and they want to learn from me. And I am here to be an open book and share and truly coach and guide them. So it's the same thing in my life. If I want to become really financially affluent in something with my finances, with taxes, well, I need an accountant, I need a CFO, like I need to invest in these things so that I can learn it, but not even just investing in it, ex expanding 
the people in my life who are experts in those areas because then I can learn from them and I can see how they're doing things and I can start to implement very, you know, the similar things. So it's important that we, there can be a fine line here because an author, a speaker, a writer, who, whoever it is, there could be this fine line of really admiring somebody and feeling inspired by them, but there's also the jealousy So that's really important to distinguish for yourself is there's like, for example, an influencer, right? There's so much going on in the online space that when you're looking to specific influencers, are you inspired by them? Do you feel excited to follow them? Or does actually following them make you feel worse about yourself? And you find that you're getting stuck in your head and constantly questioning why you can't be like this person. And it's actually having more of a negative effect than a positive effect. So that's something that's really important. It might mean you need to clean up your social media feed and just fill it with the people and the influencers that you feel truly inspired by and you really admire. So that's really important to distinguish because like I said, really those that we admire in our daily lives, we admire those people because there's something in them that we know is also in ourselves. We just haven't recognized it yet. We just haven't let it bloomed yet. And so this is why we keep looking to this, those people. So I really think it's important to find those expanders in your life. Now, moving on, let's talk about you as the creator. This is actually a bit of a hard pill to swallow. But the more you can own this and really take self-responsibility for this, the more power you are going to take back in your life. And that is that everything in your life up until now is because you've created it, both good and bad. And when you can take self-responsibility around this, it means you literally take back your power. And when you take back your power, you now step into this role of being able to change your circumstances. You actually take back the power to move forward and to create something new for yourself. So when we talk about responsibility, it's really the ability to respond to life. Otherwise, if we're not responding to life, we just remain a victim of our circumstances. So it's really important to recognize where we have played a role in breakdowns in partnerships and relationships and to really show up and own that. And that has been something that has been so profound for me in my business and just in my relationships and recognizing where I'm not fully showing up and how I've contributed. And it doesn't mean we're blaming ourselves. Let's be really clear here. And this doesn't mean because you've been in an abusive relationship and you've been physically hurt that you need to take responsibility for that. That is not at all what I am talking about. Okay. So I am talking about how we are showing up in certain partnerships and relationships, perhaps where we aren't communicating effectively, being honest, being transparent, being authentic, and recognizing where we can do better. And as we can take that responsibility, we take back our power so that we can now move forward and make better choices and better communicate and better connections with people. And we can actually get out of that victim mode. So when you learn to work with the power of your mind, you can create 
anything. And when it comes specifically to your business, this is an opportunity for you to master your mind and grow both personally and professionally. When it comes to your health, this is an opportunity for you to master your mind and grow personally. So this is the power of working with your mind, of working with your subconscious beliefs and taking that self-responsibility because we can then better change the language and that self-talk that's going on. And from there, we can truly create anything. We can create anything in our businesses. We can create anything in our relationships, in our partnerships, in our with ourselves, the relationship with ourselves, with our health. And this is what all self-responsibility is about. One of the ways that I absolutely love to unwind at night is with a delicious hot chocolate, but not just any hot chocolate. I love the Organifi Harmony Blend. This is a decadent, yummy drink that you can have at any time of day, and it's loaded with some amazing herbs and adaptogens like maca, which is great to balance hormones and improve reproductive health, chaste tree berry, which encourages hormone balance and supports healthy progesterone and estrogen levels. Shatavari, which is an amazing adaptogenic herb, and it's been known to improve libido and decrease PMS and menopausal symptoms. But you'll also find cacao, stinging nettle, turmeric, ginger, Ceylon cinnamon, coconut milk, and acacia fiber inside this delicious drink. It is really, really good. And like I said, you can drink it any time of day. Sometimes I like to put a little scoop in my coffee in the morning, or I just like to drink it before bed. And sometimes I might spruce it up a little bit and add in some warmed coconut milk or a little bit of collagen powder. Sometimes I've pulled in some of my favorite reishi in there, and it's just so delicious to have at nighttime and it is made for healthy hormones. So if you'd like to save 20% off this delicious product and any of the Organifi products, head on over to OrganifiShop.com and use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout, and that will save you 20% off. For all my wellness coaches and practitioners that are listening today, if you are looking for support to launch, grow, and scale your online business, my team and I are here to help. Our nine-month Align and Lead Business Mentorship Program is here to help take you from basically nothing to creating an actual sales process and sales system in your business so that you know how to go out there and bring in leads for your business, nurture those leads, and have an effective sales process to continually grow and bring in revenue. We're going to help you set up your signature webinar, create your signature coaching program, create amazing content for social media, put together funnels and systems that might sound a bit overwhelming, but our tech team is here to literally take it off of your hands. I am so excited to offer this level of support and to really coach you in growing into the leader and the CEO that I know that you are. If you would like to learn more, head on over to samanthagladish.com forward slash mentorship for all the details. So I actually want you to spend some time thinking about a ladder, okay? And I want you to think about the bottom of this ladder. You're at the bottom of this ladder and you're trying to get to the top of this ladder. The top of this ladder is where like all the amazingness, the confidence, the success, the beauty, the money, all of it is there. But you are stuck at the bottom of this ladder and there's a lot of thoughts and feelings going on right now at the bottom of this ladder. And I say thoughts and feelings because essentially that's what we are. We are two things. We are our mind, which is our thoughts, and we are our body, 
which is our feelings. So here you are at the bottom of this ladder, trying to move up to get to this place of self-esteem and confidence and beauty and success and joy and abundance. But you're stuck with these thoughts and feelings of not feeling good enough, feeling scared, fearful. You are stuck in victim mode. You feel like money is a bad thing. You self-sabotage yourself. You keep focusing on the bad. There's lots of negative self-talk going on. You don't feel worthy. And I want you to start thinking about the thoughts and the feelings of you at the top of this ladder. So if you were to step outside of yourself and actually climb this ladder and get to the top, and now you have it, you've got the beauty and the abundance and the joy, and you you just feel like you've made it and you've got it all, your shit's together, like, you know, you're at the top of this ladder. I want you to think about you being here at the top and what are the thoughts and feelings of you at the top of this ladder? Because they're going to be very different than the thoughts and the feelings at the very bottom of this ladder. And so as you work your way up to this ladder, the thoughts and the feelings at the top of it, worthy of success, you feel unlimited, you feel so capable and powerful, you feel like you have really something important to give, knowledge to give, service to give. Money at this point is actually very neutral. This is the thoughts and the feelings of somebody that is at this point. And it's not to say that we never have these feelings of being scared or fearful. Of course, those things will show up. I think that it's something that we're always working through and healing. But as we work through these thoughts and feelings and work our way up this ladder, we actually become so much better at handling these thoughts and working through these feelings, if that makes sense, right? I know for myself in the beginning stages of my business, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of unfamiliarity. There was so much discomfort. There was constantly this like focusing on the negative of like, what if I spend this money and I don't get it back? And like, there was a lot of that. There was also a lot of getting caught up in comparison and comparing myself to other people who were already like 30 steps ahead of me. And it was really holding me back. And what happened was as I started to take uncomfortable steps forward in my business and I took action and I started to get the, you know, do the work, invest in myself, get support, hire coaches, have somebody there who could point out these blind spots to me, point out and call me out on my self-sabotage and my bullshit. And as I started to work through this, I started to recognize the patterns on my own versus having somebody else recognize these patterns for me, I started to recognize when the fear was showing up, when the discomfort was showing up, when I was holding myself back, when I was letting my negative and limited thinking hold me back. And I started to really recognize all those thoughts and feelings and was able to work through them so much faster and was able to clear them so much faster. And then what ends up happening is that when they do show up versus them lasting and hanging around, you know, the feelings of fear or the feelings of discomfort, maybe it used to last months and months on months, 
It went from lasting months to lasting weeks to lasting days to lasting minutes to lasting seconds because I was able to recognize it and work through it. And also recognize that if I want to make it to X spot, and it doesn't have to be like the top of the mountain or the top of the ladder, right? But wherever I want to make it, whatever that next step is, that next goal is, if I want to make it there, I have to think about the thoughts and the feelings of me already there. And the thoughts and the feelings of me already at that next goal is confident, is success, is worthy, is positivity, is organized, is powerful, leadership capable. I had to envision myself already taking on those thoughts and feelings of that person when I'm going to get to that goal. And I had to start embodying it now because a lot of the thoughts and the feelings that are showing up at the bottom of this ladder of where I was at the beginning of my business, the fearfulness, the not worthiness, a lot of that is just made up. It's not true. It's going back to the beliefs that I had growing up that I can't take risks, that money doesn't grow on trees, that you have to save money, right? God forbid you invest in a coach that's $5,000, $10,000, $30,000. That would be craziness, right? So I had to recognize that a lot of the thoughts and the feelings that were showing up for me weren't even mine. And they were just put on me by family, by media, by people around me. And I had to really step into who I want to be in the future. And that's hard to do. It's not an easy thing for us to do, but it is necessary for our growth. And the more we can think about that and think about those thoughts and feelings and recognize where those beliefs really lie and take self-responsibility for showing up and doing the work to clear it, then we can move farther ahead and start to attract more of what we want. There is this really amazing quote by Eckhart Tolle, and he says that acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. And that's really powerful because this is something that got me through a lot of those dark moments of not feeling worthy, of just not feeling good enough, of feeling just unsuccessful and feeling uncapable and feeling the fear, right? I really had to sit and think about and acknowledge all that good that I already had and recognizing and being grateful for all of that was, it made things so much easier. And to recognize that I, even though I'm at the beginning stages of my business, now this is going back many years ago, but even though I'm at the beginning stages of my business, here I am at the beginning stages of my business. This is my own. This is what I get to do. I get to choose this. I get to serve people in a powerful way. I get to have my own schedule and work on the things that I'm passionate about and use my creative energy. I may not be at that next goal, but that next goal is coming. And I need to be grateful and acknowledge for all the good that I have in my life right now because that truly is the foundation for abundance. So let's talk about our ego, because I feel like we can't talk about the subconscious mind without talking about our ego. And our ego is going to show up and really take hold of those beliefs. Our ego is all about right or wrong, black and white. It does not really see the shades of gray. It does not see the nuances. Our ego is very judgmental. It's 
dominating. It's going to defend. And it's all about the status quo. That is the ego. And our goal is to really step outside of that ego and step into spirit. And in the realm of spirit lies growth and transformation and service to others, contribution, expansion. That's what lies on the outside of the ego. And in order for you to change, the ego really needs to die. But death for the ego is very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable because the ego wants you to stay the same. And so if you want to make any sort of transformation and any sort of change, the ego is going to make it very, very uncomfortable for you. So why we resist change is essentially because it's just too painful and there's just so much unknowns right? You have this desire for growth. You have this desire for transformation. You have this desire for change to lose weight, to get healthy, to balance your hormones, to bring in more money, to start that business. But your ego is like, um, no, I'm sorry. No way. That is way too painful. This is known as cognitive dissonance. It's way too painful. We can't do that. And you're going to feel all this fear and all this uncertainty and so much discomfort and so much unfamiliarity. And so we need to start reprogramming our ego and we need to start stepping outside of the ego space into that spirit space. And this is when you start to win the game. When you reframe how you see your fear and your discomfort, because you need to essentially sell your brain and sell your ego on the advantages of following your desires. Because your subconscious mind, it's very subjective and it's going to accept what you continually repeat to it. So for example, let's think about your money language. What is your money language? What do you constantly say about money? Because again, your subconscious mind is subjective. So it's going to accept what you keep saying. So if your money language is, I can't afford that, that's too expensive, I don't have enough money. Rich people are greedy. Rich people aren't happy. No one would pay me that. It's better to save than to spend. This is what you are programming into your subconscious mind. This is what your ego is going to hold on to and believe. And for you to step outside of this and to create something new, it's going to feel so damn uncomfortable. It's going to feel so freaking painful. And this is why the change becomes so hard. So we need to continually sell our brain, our ego on the advantages of following through on our desires. So this is where making, you know, I've done this numerous times, making lists of if I follow through on this desire and start this business, what, what can this look like, right? Time freedom, financial freedom, serving clients all over the world, using my creative energy, serving people, helping people, transforming people, building community connections, list it all and list out all the good. This is not a time for you to get into your head and start overthinking and start being like, oh, but can I really hit that money goal? Oh, but can I really serve people globally? This is not that time. This is this time to step into all of the good, powerful, amazing things that you can create and make that list 
And that is the list you need to continuously repeat back to yourself and continuously hold the space for so that your subconscious mind will accept the beautiful advantages and desires of you actually moving forward on achieving those things, right? Your brain, you need to sell your brain on the advantages of following your desires. And this is why it might mean listening to specific, like I've done this before, Tony Robbins and Eckhart Tolle and just listening to specific interviews and podcasts and people and and reading specific books about the subconscious mind. I love all things Wallace Waddles and just reprogramming and reprogramming and planting that in there. That's really, really important. Okay. So we need to change our money language. We just need to change our language in general. And if there's a lot of negative self-talk going on and just a lot of doubt and fear and uncertainty, that's what our ego is going to accept. And it's going to make it that much harder to make a change. Something else that's really important here when it comes to the ego is that the ego really likes to make generalizations, otherwise known as general lies, okay? Generalizations. So what this really means is it's like this all or nothing thinking, and it will include common words like people, all, every, always, men, women, everybody, everyone. So this is like all politicians are crooks. All rich people are greedy. All rich people are unhappy. All rich people can't be spiritual. Everyone will criticize me. Everyone will hate me. Everyone will question me, right? Things like that, right? Men will never understand women. All men are cheaters. These are generalizations. And the reason we generalize is because it actually keeps us safe. And it's really the brain's way of dealing with reality. It's an energy efficient way to deal with reality. And it actually keeps us stuck, essentially, is what it does. It's keeping us safe so that we can stay in our comfort zone, so that we can continue to please our ego. And then in turn, we don't move forward because everything feels so painful because if we move forward, everybody will question. Everybody will hate me, right? We get stuck into that type of thinking. So it's called generalizations. And this is actually something Gayton and I are very conscious of in our relationship because it's very easy in relationships to generalize and say things like, you never take out the garbage. You never clean the bathrooms. You always leave your socks around, you know, and I'm just using examples. And this is a generalization and it's very ego-based. So Gayton and I are very conscious of not using that language with each other. And we always catch each other. I'm saying always. <laughs> we catch each other and we will call each other out if we use it. But we've gotten really good over these years of being conscious of the language that we use and not generalizing with each other, you know, to be like, you always say that to me. And it's, it's like, no, that's actually not the case. It's just a way to keep ourselves safe and to almost defend ourselves. So being really conscious of that language and those generalizations. And I think it's also important to like, you can dive in so much deeper to this. There's so much of this. I've actually learned from my friend, Sean Croxton. I don't know if you guys listen to his podcast quote of the day and it's amazing. Um, he's taught me a lot about the subconscious mind and, you know, money mindset and all of that. And when it comes to these generalizations, 
for example, we need to start asking more questions so that we can prove to ourselves how silly and ridiculous these generalizations really are. So for example, rich people are greedy. Well, is this always the case? No, right? Rich people are greedy. Exactly who? Exactly who are you referring to? How do you actually know for sure that this is true? Are there exceptions? Can you choose to be the exception? And if this were untrue, what choices would exist for you? So this is where we need to start digging deeper and start really pulling apart, you know, the layers of the onion and pulling back the curtain to really see if these generalizations, these beliefs are actually true. Because these beliefs, that's really what they are. It's part of our belief system. And we believe, oh, we can't get rich or we shouldn't be rich because then we're going to be greedy. Oh, we can't get into politics because all politics are going to be crooks and I'm going to turn into a crook. Oh, I can't launch this business because everyone in my family is going to question me because everyone in my family is going to be angry, right? It's really important that we start to dig deeper and really ask ourselves these questions. And is this really true? Because it often is not. So there's a lot for us to dive into here and for us to work through. And there's actually this really great app. Actually, before I even get to the app, I really want to share that it's also really important to know that you can't just think your way towards your desires. And I think that this is where a lot of like manifestation kind of falls flat, that you can just, well, think and grow rich, right? Which is a very popular book, Napoleon Hill, and it is a fantastic book. But there's a lot that's missed here when it comes to reprogramming the subconscious mind and manifestation. Because we can't just think our way to our desires. We actually have to feel our way there. We have to feel it because it's the feeling combined with the thinking. That's what changes the brain. Your subconscious must see or imagine something in order to believe that such abundance exists and that you're worthy of the same. So we have to see it to believe it. And we also have to think it to believe it, but we have to feel it to believe it. And where this is so true for me in my life, I mean, I definitely can think back to all of the things that I have manifested and created in my life. And it truly has been because I have thought my way there, but I have truly felt it in my bones. I have felt it in my body. And I remember when we were thinking about buying a house and we were living in our condo and i remember sitting in the chair by our con by the window in our condo and it was like the morning chair where we would read and i would journal and all of that and i would do like my 5 minute journal and i would read wallace Wal Wal wallace waddle books and um, Marianne Williams and i would read all kinds of kinds of things in the morning and just kind of set the tone for my day and i often still do it now but I specifically remember when Gayten and I started to have this conversation about getting a house and moving out of the condo. And it seemed so impossible at the time because, well, we're both entrepreneurs. You know, the banks are going to basically laugh at us based on where we are in our business. And 
How will we ever, you know, get the money? And can we even afford it? Like all the things started coming up, right? And I remember sitting there after we had that conversation. I think this was in, I'm going to be, I'm I'm going to be off with my dates here, but I think it was around 2018. So 2018, we, it was the summer of 2018 and we started to have this conversation about finding a house. And that number one set, that kind of set the tone for me. Cause it was like, okay, this is the goal. This is the desire. And I so desire it. I was getting to this space in my life where there was growth happening in my business and I felt constrained being in the condo. I actually felt like the condo was holding me back from my growth. And I didn't love being with like all this Wi-Fi. We were on the 27th floor. I felt like I was living in the clouds and in the sky and I just didn't feel grounded. And I, it was one of these like deep rooted feelings that like literally this condo was holding me back from my next level of growth. And so we had that conversation in the summertime. It might've even been like springtime. And so we had that conversation that set the tone every day from that conversation moving forward, I would go and sit in that chair by the window and I would think about our house. I would think about moving. And there were days where I would sit there and get into such a deep meditation over it that I was literally crying. I was sitting there and crying about it. I didn't even know what the house looked like. I didn't know where it was, but I was just envisioning and feeling it and thinking it so deeply. And then I would journal about it. And then I got such clarity that we would be out of the condo by spring, which seemed insane because it felt like getting a house was actually more like two, maybe three years away. And here I'm thinking like, no, within like the next year, less than a year, eight months, we're going to be out of this condo. And so I remember saying that to Gaytan and he was just like, okay. (laughs) And kind of felt really uncertain about it all. But I continued every morning feeling it sitting with it, trusting it. We started just looking at homes and got a real estate agent involved and obviously in the process of showing us homes. And even then it kind of felt like, is this really happening? But like we needed to just start the process so that we could start to get an idea and really feel feel it out. And so sure enough, we got our real estate agent on board. We started looking at homes. And before you know it, we found a house. It all worked out. We sold our condo for over asking. It was the easiest process ever. And we moved out in April, spring. It all worked out. And I swear, I'm like, I sat there every day for like eight months, manifesting this and feeling this in my bones. And here we are. And so this is why we can't just think our way. We have to truly feel it. We have to feel it in our bodies. You want to have the vibrant health and the weight loss. I want you to sit there and think about how it would feel. And I want you to feel it. I really truly want you to feel that in your body and what you'll start to experience when that weight is off, how you will feel all of it. And I'm just using weight as an example because it's January. And this is what so many women get hung up on. And at the end of the day, I really don't want you getting hung up on weight loss. It's the health. It's the health that I really want you to envision. It's the vibrancy. It's the lightness. 
It's the trust in your body. It's the energy. It's the good sleep. It's the balanced mood. It's the easy breezy periods. That's what I want you to feel into. And that's what I want you to think about. And that's what I really want you to go after versus, you know, achieving a number on the scale. Because as we work towards the health goals, that's when we start to find that the weight actually comes off. So I just use that as an example because yes, it's January. It's this time of year where everybody gets obsessed about it. And I used to be in the weight loss business for many, many years. And, you know, this was always, always the thing and always the conversation. So whether it's money, whether it's health, whatever it might be, you have to think your way into it, but you have to feel your way into it. So where I'm going to leave you with today, there's a lot of things that you can go back and listen to. I really do encourage you to spend some time maybe re-listening to this so that it can land and really sit with you, perhaps even going back and digging into some of the questions that I was asking throughout this episode, questions for you to ask yourself and to do some deeper work. I really think you should sit and journal around this. But something else that you can consider doing, and this is where I'm going to leave it, is there's this really great app called Think Up. T-H-I-N-K, think up, U-P. So you can download this on your phone and it's amazing. Basically what this app is, it's this opportunity for you to record in your own voice, your own like affirmations. It's a way for you to literally reprogram your mind by listening to your own voice, which makes it way more impactful. So this could be something for you to to download and for you to spend some time every morning just listening to your own affirmations in your own voice and sitting there and really thinking and feeling all of those affirmations and feeling the abundance and feeling the joy and feeling the health and feeling the vitality. And like I said, when you hear it in your own voice, it actually lands so much deeper. So I think the app is fantastic. Think up. You can actually set reminders on there. You can choose your favorite music to put to your affirmations. And maybe you listen to the morning and night, and it's just a couple of minutes. And I know we can all dedicate that to ourselves so that we can achieve the life and the success and the abundance and the health that we want. So I really hope that this episode planted a whole bunch of seeds for you. And I think it's just a great opportunity to kick off the year digging in because this is where it all is. We can't keep focusing on the external or expecting somebody else to come along and fix all the things for us. It is our responsibility to do that for ourselves. And it often requires us just sitting with some deep questions and deep examinations and just looking at our beliefs and questioning that. If that's something that we truly believe or it's something that's been passed on to us. And I think the more that we can sit and really start to evaluate this for ourselves, it becomes that much easier for us to take back our power and move towards those desires and those goals that we so long for. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I'd love to hear from you guys. If any of this resonated with you, you can connect with me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Witch. I would love to hear what affirmations you are plugging into the Think Up app. You can share those with me. And thank you so much again for being with me today. And happy new year. I am so excited to see all that we create together, the community that we build, and um, just continuing to support everybody globally. 
and to transform lives. That's what we're here for. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will connect with you all next week. Have a beautiful day. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.